Good morning to you, uh, Robert. I understand that you are cycling as we speak. That's a, a radio first for me. I've never spoken to someone in the active, um, you know, actively cycling as I speak to them. Well, good morning, Gershon. And I was just uh, on my way onto the mountains to do my morning coffee ride and thought I'll get ahead and wait for you. But uh, yeah, that's absolutely no problem at all. But it sounds awesome. I mean, you don't sound out of breath. You don't sound as if you're struggling. Um, it seems that two wheels, um, you know, biologically attached to you. Well, not quite. I did actually <laughs> pull to the side. I'm just standing here next to ah. the house. It's just, uh, no, no, I can't be cycling and talking to you. That's, that wouldn't be safe. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, safety. Look, I mean, it is a, a serious issue. Um, you know, there's obviously Think Bike stickers out there with both motorcycles as well as bicycles on the little sticker that advises people to maintain a particular distance from riders etc etc but unfortunately we have the regular occurrence of people losing their lives on our roads where we all too often hear about motorists plowing to um, uh, you know cyclists and you know all, all kinds of other such dangerous uh, activities happening i mean where do we start uh, do we look at the motorists first or do we start with the cyclists well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it depends which perspective you're coming from. Mm. Uh, the motorist tends to apportion the blame to the cyclist, and the cyclist would do, the, do it the other way around. I think what we've got to do here is we've just got to look at ourselves. You know, you start with the individual. Mm. Start with yourself and just evaluate your behavior. Whether you're in the car driving to work, taking your kids to school, going shopping, driving on holiday, whether you're the cyclist out on a training ride or... You know, or riding to work. I mean, we're looking, we want people to cycle to work, to get back to biking to school. Look at your own behavior and look at what you can change. And it's a simple thing like we all understand what a stop sign is. We all understand mm. what the traffic light is there for. And if we are the one that rolls over the stop sign because we're a little bit impatient or a bit in a hurry or we're a cyclist, that sees the red light but thinks, you know what, this is not going to affect anybody if I just skip across here. Mm. Look at that behavior and just start right with yourself. And I think once we start listening and obeying the basic rules again, then we, we are a big step forward. Look, it's, it's, it's a very important po point that you're raising there, uh, Robert. And, you know, I know that this is something that has been mentioned over and over again. And, um, uh, you know, I think about the whole issue of helmets. And in South Africa, I have this feeling that you have two types of uh, cyclists. You have people that use it as a f form of commuting and then you have people that do it as a form of exercise and relaxation and ordinarily the second category you would find that people wear helmets in the first category all too often you find that people despite using that bicycle every single day is their primary means of transport Th there's no uh, helmet and uh, i can only imagine what happens to those people when they get into these accidents well of course the helmet is there to save your save your head in an accident um it's a it's a difficult one. The law says we have to wear a helmet when we're on a bicycle, so we have to respect that law. Um, a lot of the commuter guys that are on bicycles, I know what it costs. Um, we ourselves have now imported our own bicycle, uh, trying to make a contribution to getting well-priced bicycles into the market, make bicycles accessible, because barrier to entry is the cost of a bicycle for a lot of people that would actually like to go to work on a bicycle instead of paying or using 40% of their salary a month for public transport. 
you know. So the helmet is an important part, and we're working on that one as well. It's not that easy for us to give them away, but where we can, where we distribute bikes as an organization, it always comes with a helmet. And we urge, you know, if, if you are an employer of somebody who you have given a bike to, a gifted a bike to, just remember that the helmet is part of that. And if you're buying a bike, just remember, you need to also consider the helmet in your purchase. No, definitely. And I mean, uh, in terms of the safety that goes into that, it's very important. Look, uh, Robert, just uh, as, as a couple of safety tips, I mean, just a general safety tips before we get into some of the other specifics that I want to, ch- to you know, to touch on. But w- what are some of the safety tips that you can just impart with people? Well, first of all, I mean, now we're looking at it's just before six in the morning. So the light it isn't as bright yet. Wear bright clothing on your bicycle. Uh, wear reflective strips if you have access to those. Of course, wear your helmets. Keep to the left side of the road. But on the other hand, I'm talking to the motorists now. Just remember, the cyclists will start, will try and stay as far left as they can. But remember, they are far more vulnerable to wind gusts. They could be pushed out of position very quickly. There might be a pothole or some glass or debris on the road that a car would not be affected by, but the bicycle is much thinner tires is trying to avoid. So when you're approaching a cyclist and you see them ahead, just plan, give them that extra bit of distance because if they make a sudden move, then you're far enough away so that they don't collide with you or vice versa and just be vigilant all the time. And like I said right at the beginning, just obey those basic traffic rules and I think we'll all be a lot safer. Mm. No, no, I agree with you. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, uh, the other thing that also surprises me going back to um, you know, people that cycle. I mean, and then this, I guess, applies to both categories of cyclists, uh, the guys that do it for exercise and fun, and the guys that do it as a means of commuting. Um, w- you know, be visible as well, especially, as you said, at uh, these early hours of the morning or late hours in the evening, uh, be visible. Don't be wearing a full black outfit and, you know, you hardly see the guy on the on, on the bike. Um, the other issue is also um, people riding abreast. I mean, are you guys uh, spreading some awareness around that issue as well? Because uh, I guess that's one of the big complaints that tends to come up where you have groups of cyclists that ride together. Obviously, people try to keep pace with each other. They, 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 they keep in touch with each other. You find these guys sort of taking up half a lane. Um, it does happen sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, look, uh, single file, again, that is the rule of the road in South Africa. Um, I just want to give a little bit of perspective on that. I mean, if if we see a group of cyclists ahead of us and they're not riding single file, they're, they're already, we have a problem. Hmm. But as a motorist, I would also urge you, when you approach these guys, just understand that they are like a motor car ahead of you where you also don't make a reckless move and try and overtake them just because they're there. You, you tend to be more cognizant of the scenario and wait your turn to overtake or when it is safe to do so. Try and apply that to the cyclists as well, even because what might also be happening, you have a training group that are overtaking another group of slower riders. So they've now moved mm-hmm. and they are now busy overtaking. They might not even be riding two or three abreast. They are trying to overtake another group just like you would let a vehicle ahead of you overtake first before you overtake. Apply that same sort of thinking, that same rule yeah, yeah. when you approach the cyclist. They're not necessarily always deliberately riding to abreast, but having said that, if you have an opportunity, a safe opportunity, roll down your window and just remind them of the fact that they should be riding single file and the same should go for the cyclist. When he has a scenario where he's being overtaken recklessly, 
speak to the motorist. I know the response. I've had it myself. It gets very ugly sometimes. People tend to be aggressive when they've been caught out. But let's just get beyond that because in the end, it's, it depends on our safety. That person on the bicycle is a human being, just like you are behind yeah. the steering wheel. Just because he's on a bike doesn't mean he's fair game to do with what you please. You know, just let's yeah. be cognizant of our, of our humanity, you know. These are all citizens. We're all sharing the same space. And that's the thing for me. I mean, years back, I used to uh, commute on a motorcycle. And uh, that for me was always... And I'm always cognizant of that now. I mean, obviously, I use a, a car now. You know, my bike riding days are pretty much done, done and dusted. Um, I mean, motorbike riding days, at least. But the issue for me was always that recognition that if something had to go wrong, it's my life on the line. Whereas you sitting in a car in the steel cage and you, you, you know, uh, there's damage to your vehicle, you know, when, when going up against the two. And, and uh, I don't think that that's a fair balance there as well. So you should always keep that in mind. And who wants to be responsible for the death of another person? Interesting SMS that came through here. Why doesn't SARS look at allowing companies to claim bicycles on their tax refund, uh, refund for staff, uh, workers, employees? And this is from Kenneth. I think that's not a bad idea where if your employees live uh, within the uh, reasonable distance and they can, well, you know, they'd like to, uh, you know, you could issue bicycles uh, for them to commute. Absolutely. I With mean, the tax benefit. Those schemes, yeah, those schemes exist in Europe um, where the employee, employee can choose a bike. He can actually choose whatever he or she likes. They don't have to work close to the employer, to the office, um, and the employer gets a tax rebate on um, on that bicycle and the, the employee gets the discount. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, mm. I don't. I don't see why it shouldn't be looked at here. You know, or I mean, the other thing we're doing with our own bicycles, the bike for all that we've just brought in, is that uh, we would encourage employers to come and purchase those bikes from PPA, mm. and um, then you know do a deal with your employee. You know, mm. take a little bit of money off him, like a little HP agreement, and just take a few rand every month, yeah. so that the bike becomes affordable. Because let's be honest, a cheap. We're bringing in a good quality bike. We're trying to price it under two thousand rand. That's a good deal, but mm. still, for a lot of people, it's not easily affordable. But if you can break that down yeah. into little chunks of 50 or 100 rand a month, you know, you've got a bike sure. and you're saving yourself a lot of public transport money. That is also something to be considered. Robert, listen, much appreciated uh, for your time this morning. All the best to you, and let's uh, hope people stay safe on their bikes, eh? Please, spread the message. Thanks for your time. Thanks Great for one, man. That was uh, Robert Fuchel. He's the CEO of Pedal Power. Anyway, uh, three minutes to go before we get to 6 o'clock.